Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on a gorgeous summer day. Going to be a hot summer day. Another really great reason, by the way, for you to call Freedom Heating and Air. If your AC system isn't working, mine is. And I am blessed. And I can tell you, um, after yesterday working around <clears throat> both the farm and my new home site, it was a real blessing to be able to come inside into nice, cool temperatures. You know, we're going to get into the 90s, maybe even 100 in the next two or three days. Great reason for you to call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll come out and they'll fix your system if it's not working right, or maybe even update it. So it does work right. So you're comfortable. Give them a call, 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Well, Mark Thielman's lawsuit was rejected by the federal court judge. We're going to get into that and talk about next steps and maybe even um, talk to him about it. And and get a sense of where it's headed. He, they have appealed it. We'll talk about that in, le- in depth today. There are Independence Day flyovers happening tomorrow. As we knew would happen, the legislature wants to refer out a ballot measure that would literally take away the quorum requirement. Now, this was House Joint Resolution 30. Okay. It did not pass the House. Now, folks, they're going to do this. They're going to take it away, or they're going to try to take it away. But it can easily be defeated. Easily, folks with the right simple message. Now, I don't have a lot of confidence that the folks who do messaging for our side have any capacity to understand really what works. I want to talk a little bit about all of that today. Tomorrow, I've got a very special show for you in that we're going to, well, I'm going to tell, share with you anyway, some stories from the Constitutional Convention and how America literally was saved by the speeches of Benjamin Franklin and Roger Sherman. Roger Sherman, by the way, for those of you who don't know, has the distinct um, the distinct I don't know how to call it, folks. Note, let it be noted, he is the only one of all the founding fathers who signed all four documents 
the Articles of the Confederation, excuse me, the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Only one to do all four. We're going to talk a little bit about him because he's an amazing man. We're also going to talk about how tomorrow when we celebrate the 4th, Independence Day, how the Constitution almost never happened had it not been for these two men. Pretty profound, if you think about it. Also, lots of other things going on out there in the world that you need to take note of. There are, I mean, it's okay. Did you know, I I didn't know this, it's okay to harass a minority person. What? Yeah. You see, education secretary Cardona instructed that leftist activists should go on offense and do what? Go after Asian American students after the SCOTUS ruling. You know, this is the one about race-based admissions in universities. So apparently now, if you have the right skin color as a minority, you get special privileges that the rest of us don't get. Yikes. So we're going to talk about all of that today, 503-589-1220. We're going to try to get uh, Mark Thielman on with us. I'm playing texting tag with him. Uh, right now. Uh, by the way, and caller, hang on, I'm going to get you in a second. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. There are a whole bunch of bills you can urge the governor to veto, and I'm going to go through that list today. Also, Avis sent me, she sent me that list. Also want to thank Avis for sending me this email rejection she got from, yes, and we do have Mark Thielman at 6.30. Um, Phil, Phil's filling in for Amanda, who's off with her family. Phil, so I will send you his, uh, his cell phone number and you can call him at that. So uh, Vicki Bruce Iverson is the Republican leader in the House. She was urged by Avis not to pass any version of House Bill 2002. Any version at all. Okay. She sent the email to her on June 20th. And somehow, it wasn't until July 2nd, which in my lightning quick mind was yesterday, that it was deleted without being read. And it was deleted from Baja, California. Now there is a nasty rumor, and it's only a rumor, but there is a rumor floating around, I heard this on Friday, 
that Vicki Bree Syverson is going to have to resign as the Republican leader in the House because of an investigation into her and her husband, potentially at the federal level. And I haven't heard anything else about that since then. And believe me, being in the legislature is like being in junior high on steroids. It is full of the same things you didn't like about junior high. This <laughs> is exactly what happens in the legislature. So who knows if there's any truth to it. But I'll tell you this, there is big trouble in the caucus. When you have your number two and number three leaders resign at the end of the session and walk out, you know you've got serious division because you know what? You don't become number two or number three leader in the caucus. They just don't hand it to you. You got to earn it. And for you to give it up, is a very big deal. There's something wrong inside the House Republican Caucus, folks. We'll find out about it. Let's go to the phones. Caller, good morning. How are you, and what do you got to say today? Now, doggone it, you can't recognize my phone? <laughs> well, apparently not. Apparently not. It doesn't come up with your name today. I don't know why, but it well, does But anyway, go ahead, Art. Good to hear your voice. I had a lot of well. computer problems. Uh, yeah. Well, good things are happening, Jeff in the Republican Party. Had a nice conversation with Anna this weekend. And uh, I'm working towards becoming a precinct person. Awesome. Which is really exciting. Um, but, I mean, there's huge problems in the state of Oregon, but we have what's called the good old boys network. And a lot of our politicians play the damn game. And that's not what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be fighting for our rights and doing the right thing. You, you know the whole thing. Sure. Um, but, hey, these people should have resigned. They let us down big time. Big time, big time. There is no doubt. <sighs> we got to have good leaders. we got to replace... Uh, those who are in bad positions, doing bad things, like our AG, uh, now has filed a lawsuit against the EPA because of wood-burning stoves, Jeff. Oh, we got to have more <laughs> regulations. God, that woman wastes our money on doing ridiculous things. Nothing, yeah. Uh, which is just terrible. But... Jeff, I see the Republican Party on the move and really trying to make improvements. However, the good old network, boys network needs to die. They have a job to do, and that is to protect our constitutional rights, period. That's their job. You and I both know that. And until we get candidates and leaders in the position and have rules that, hey, our Republican politicians don't play good old boys network, they have one job, and that's to protect us, period. Agree, Jeff? I, I do, and, and I have said this for a long time, and I think your, your sensibilities here, and that's what this show's a lot about. 
Nothing. Uh, I mean, we, look, I used to say this, Art, when I served in the legislature. You know, we can argue about how much money we're spending on education and rules and regulations and all of that, but none of it matters. None of it. If you're not safe at home, if your kids aren't safe at school or at the bus stop, none of it matters. Public safety is the single most important thing that government must ensure if the founders words are are to play out and, and that is to create red. tranquility yeah and in the meantime we got to put the pedal to the metal and hold tina kotak who is the leader of our state accountable for doing a piss poor job at everything everything jeff from protecting us from gangs fentanyl I mean, the major pro uh, the problems that we have are in our state, I mean, you know, the trafficking of young people for sex and all that stuff. Yeah, she does well, nothing about those things. Absolutely nothing. She engages in these stupid messaging lawsuits like you just described. Exactly. And it goes on and on and on. And until we get a Republican candidate to run for attorney general, and I think we got one, Will Lathrop, and I'm going to have him back on the show who addresses that kind of thing and goes hard after her, we'll just keep electing her. Well, but the Attorney General hey, Art, as you know, is the only statewide office yeah. that is not term limited in Oregon's Constitution. Yeah. Art, thanks as always. God bless you. God bless you. And tomorrow's a special show. I hope you get you a bet. chance to listen. I will. Bye-bye. Folks, Bud Light has to fear us more than they fear the left. You're not going to believe some of the casualties in American capitalism because of Bud Light's stupid wokeism. Back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Now, it's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us today on the beautiful day before Independence Day, where we celebrate our great independence and the incredible sacrifice of our leaders that they made when they Well, when they risk everything, their lives, their honor, their fortunes, to declare independence. Many of them, as you know, paid with their lives. Most of them lost their fortunes. None of them, not a one of them lost their sacred honor. Thank God we had Republicans like that. Thank God we had founders like that. Whether they were Republican or Democrat didn't matter. Thank God they did what they did rather than what we see in Washington, D.C. and what we just saw, the betrayal of everything that our founders laid on the line, the betrayal by Vicki Brees Iverson, the betrayal by Tim Canope. Thank God our founders were willing to lay it all on the line like the Republican senators in the, in the Senate who have, under, at least under Measure 13, 113 as it currently stands, have lost their ability 
to represent us again. They laid it all on the line. People like Tim Canope and Vicki Brees Iverson sold us out. As did a lot of other Republicans. So Art must have hit a nerve because Anne Marie writes a text says, yes, save us from the good old boys networks. Politics isn't the only place. This is tiresome. Just one example. Alabama shuts down little boys lemonade stand by reporting to the state labor board. That is a stupid example. Jim writes an email says right on art 100% on target. By the way, Jim is the one that wrote the question about House Bill 2005. And so I sent that along. One of our listeners, he quotes, has a question about the requirement of placing the manufacturer's name on an AR-15 lower receiver. This is the lower trigger kind of unit, folks. He contacted an unnamed supplier whose consensus is that the person who finishes an 80% receiver is the manufacturer. Hmm? Would this mean your name gets permanently placed on your homemade firearms? See what feedback you get. Who knows? He says, I find the whole situation quite perplexing. Maybe the Republicans will sue over 2005 like I hear they said they would. Hopefully then all the fuss will simply vanish. We can all get a good night's sleep. Have a great week and happy 4th of July. Well, you know, I'd love that, but I don't think the Republicans in the House, as divided as they are, because remember, there's this famous picture of them standing there with a giant check saying they're going to they're going to fund a lawsuit. Oregon Firearms Federation has it up on their website or did. Yeah. We'll see. They're very divided now in the House Republican caucus, as they should be. And I want to thank personally every one of those members who took a stand and walked out at the end. Now, they should have done it sooner because they should have been willing to have sacrificed their political careers just like the Senate did. I know it's easier in the Senate. It's harder. And what I've heard, again, from sources inside the House Republican Caucus, what I have heard is that there is great division and that there were six or seven members of the House Republicans who refused at any cost, under any circumstances, to walk out. I wish we had known who those people were, because I'd like to go get them, because they deserved to be gotten. So Bud Light, by the way, this is at the Liberty Daily, is just a start. They need to fear us, a whole list of companies, more than they fear the left. So there are 645 casualties of wokeism, 645 employees of glass bottling plants have shut down over what? Over the Bud Light debacle. Because Americans are rejecting DNA denying indoctrination of children and all of these corporate pervert pride campaigns. Now it's deeper, and you're right about that. And Republicans need 
to get this about. They need to make this part of everything they talk about from here on out. There's an interesting article in Front Page Magazine. Transgenderism lunacy, keeping parents in the dark about their children. This is what drag queen, LGBTQ, 2A, SIA, what plus, whatever, all that insanity is. This is what is personified in that insanity. And what Republicans need to do, and again, I have no confidence that they have the ability to get this. But they will if you, the people who support Republicans in primaries, if you support candidates who do get it, all you need to do is to quote and show pictures of the New York City Park Parade on June 23rd. Show the video or quote it in a handout you go door to door with where they're saying, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. That's all you need to do, folks, to win these campaigns. When we come back, Mark Thielman joins us to talk about his appeal of the dismissal of his lawsuit. You want to hear this. It's really important. And there's more. We'll get to all of it, including all of these bills that you have the opportunity to weigh into and ask Tina Kotek to veto them. There's lots. Back in a moment at six. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes before the top down. Great to have you back with us on a gorgeous day here on Political Coffee. Gorgeous summer day. It's going to be a hot one. Stay cool. And put on that sunscreen. Joining us is Mark Thielman. Mark, uh, thanks for joining us on short notice. I wanted to get an update from you on your federal lawsuit. Where is it at and what's going on? Well, first thing, you know, it was a wonderful day in court. And, I, you know, a lot of folks uh, showed up in person. And, you know, probably another couple dozen listened online and are uh, on the phone. And it was an awesome opportunity to highlight the strengths of the case. As you know, the case asks a constitutional question. It's who's, who's responsible for maintaining the public's confidence. And if we don't have confidence in our election and there's a whole swath of the electorate that doesn't believe our elections are secure and transparent and auditable, if you will, so that we can check them, then uh, that is a profound constitutional question, and it goes beyond any arguments of standing. So what the, the state said is you don't have standing because even if the system's completely corrupt, uh, as you assert, uh, your vote is is affected just like everyone else's. Therefore, you don't have any damages to claim. Everyone's damaged equally, and uh, so uh, you don't have standing. And of course, the the judge used what they call precedence. Obviously, uh, it's a magistrate judge. She just got her contract renewed, and uh, she took the safe way out. It's no different than in the 1940s. Uh, judges down in the segregated South quoting all kinds of uh, precedents for separate but equal. 
and and basically participated in the continual uh, uh, unconstitutional uh, violation of people's rights. It's the same in this situation. So what we did is we uh, we expected to be dismissed in spite of our very strong showing in court. And Jeff, you know you're doing well in court when the uh, defense attorneys for the state, the whole team is squirming, kind of like they had hemorrhoids, <laughs> just squirming in their chair. <laughs> and so, so what's powerful about it is, is uh, we won either way. So we win if they if they rule against us, we win because then we're free to go through the Ninth Circuit on our way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, I am extremely confident, especially after our strong showing in court, that this is not only just a profound constitutional question. But it allows the U.S. Supreme Court a way out of fraud or no fraud, which is uh, something that they've struggled with, as you know. So, um, so Judge Judge ahead. Beckerman is this magistrate judge you're talking about, Stacey Beckerman. She yep. she took the safe way out. In what I'm reading here in the Northwest Observer story about this, mm-hmm. I don't see any place where she really. Um, addressed your argument about Brown versus Board of Education. Now, Steve Jonkus, your lawyer, argued that just that feeling of inferiority is is the same as black children felt, which was the Supreme Court ruling in Brown versus Board of Education. The same thing is true here because half of America doesn't believe that our voting systems are safe and secure. She never really addresses that, at least what I can read in this. Is that correct? Oh, that is correct. And that's, you know, uh, jurisprudence cowardice, if you will. Um, put yourself in her shoes. She's not a, you know, a full-blown judge. She probably has aspirations. She's got, she's fairly young. She's 40. Um, and she's looking at her career. And if I go out on a limb and, and, and over, overrule the uh, the precedents about standing and say, no, this is a profound constitutional question and it, and it needs to go forward to trial. Uh, what would happen to her career, Jeff, in this state of Oregon? Think about that. It'd be done and over with, of course. So I, 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 I get and understand that. So so you immediately, even I'm, and I'm again reading this story, folks, I'll have it on the show plan today. Um, you immediately, your lawyer, went ahead and appealed that to the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals the same day. What are yeah. you appealing to them precisely? Well, we're going back to the very thing you'd said. The, the judge did not address the central question that the lawsuit is positing, which is a constitutional question. It pertains to the 14th Amendment. Remember, our elections are part of our First Amendment rights, our right of free speech but they're actually critical uh, for the uh, uh, preservation of our republic, our democratic process. So the the judge really needed to address that, but that would have been the profound question. That would have been the career risk thing. So we have to get out to where there's uh, justices that, that uh, aren't under those pressures. So that, that can only happen high up in the federal appeals court. And of course, the ultimate where they don't have to care because they're in there for life is this U.S. Supreme Court. Right. And that's the way the founders set it up. They said, you know, we need a Supreme Court where they have no pressure. They're, they're, they, they're not going to lose their job if they rule, you know, left or if they rule right. And uh, so that's the plan. It's been the plan all along. And, uh, and what's really neat is 
seeing the the weight of the argument in court, watching the effect on Judge Beckerman. You know, she was visibly surprised, I believe, and you could see it in her behavior. She was very offish at the beginning of the hearing and very open and much more warm at the end. She asked good clarifying questions, but at the end of the day, she wasn't going to risk her career. So be it. So we move forward. So, so let me ask you something. Based on what you just said, do you think she even bothered to read the lawsuit first before she well, heard it? Well, I don't think so. And you can, you can certainly see by the shock in her face. I mean, uh, we just laid it out in court. We you know, went right down the evidence list and we talked about all of the uh, you know, anomalies and, and uh, all of the evidence, uh, you know, and, and then we rolled it out in nice, slow uh, fashion. I mean, it was almost an hour on our side. And, uh, and what was really cool about it is, is, you know, we had people listening on the phone and apparently that number wasn't supposed to go out to the public, but the court and it's, uh, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's process has never said you can't send the number out. So that's something <laughs> battleground. So, so anyway, it was quite humorous and, uh, to, to see that. So the, the, the case went out and it's been going like wildfire. I mean, I've had tons of inquiries, obviously the, le- the article in the Northwest observer, uh, I've got a small Twitter army. I think I've doubled my Twitter since the, the, the hearing. Awesome. And this is, this is what it's about. And, uh, we're not giving up. And the thing is, you know, we, we fully expected to not be treated fairly at this low level of, of in federal court. I mean, the hostility of the whole place. So when I walked into that courthouse, Jeff, the, the two marshals, one marshal was complaining to the other about the 40 people who showed up to support. They were complaining about it. And so no, I said, Hey, wow. no, no. And I burst out. I said, Hey, God forbid, uh, you know, the people show up at their own courthouse to support something they care about. And then, the, you know, of course they, they get flustered and the, and, uh, the one guy goes, well, it's just inconvenient. I said, well, I love what you've done to the place. It's all boarded up outside. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> And, uh, and then the, the other marshal said, well, you know, we, we had the contractor take that down, but then they attacked us again. I said, wow, you know, you could arrest the people who are violating the law and attacking the building and prosecute them. And then, uh, so the second marshal, actually, he kind of smiled from ear to ear and he looked at the other one and he goes, Marvel concept. (laughs) So, So this, but this is how broken it is. Our system. Wow. It's just unbelievable. Mark, um, we wish you the best, and from time to time as you, um, as you go along in this appeals process, we want to have you on the air to talk about it, talk about where you are. Folks, mm-hmm. go to battlegroundoregon.org, battlegroundoregon.org. Make a contribution to help Mark pay for this. This is not cheap. No. If you're going to go all the way to the Supreme Court, that's going to cost what, in the long run, Mark, a couple of million dollars? No, possibly. Yeah, um, you know, like we're gonna we're we're doing it on the cheap, but uh, that that won't uh, last forever. When we go to the Supreme Court, we'll have to have a panel of attorneys and experts, right. and right. Uh, that's where the the real expense is. But uh, so any contribution helps, and I really appreciate it. Uh, so far, that we've been able to make ends meet, and it's uh, you know ninety percent of our our donors are small donors, and I can't thank them enough for all their contributions. That's right. Folks, I've made a contribution. I think you should too, and I'm going to continue to. Again, go to battlegroundoregon.org, battlegroundoregon.org.
www.thelawyerspeaks.org. Mark, keep up the fantastic work. Proud of you. Hey, thank you, Jeff. God bless Mark you. Mark Thielman, battlegroundoregon.org. Okay, I am putting, and by the way, thanks to Avis, this is a war room action alert. The bills that you can ask Tina Kotek to veto, I will give you the link to it. Okay, it goes to the governor's website. You put in your contact information, your first name, last name, address, city, your email, and whatever message. The bills that are in this email from, actually it's from Donna, who is part of our, our great war room cadre, are the bills that we're urging you to urge Tina to veto. House Bill 2002C, for the obvious reason. It still allows minors to get abortion without parental consent. Still allows it. House Bill 2005, making criminals out of people who make homemade guns. And there's more. And we'll get into the rest of them on the other side of the break. 503-589-1220 to power Buick GMC talk. If you want to comment on any of this, back in the moment. Thank you. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 10 minutes to the top of the hour. You know, just think about what Mark talked about. The arrogance of a judge, judge magistrate, still a judge at the federal level arrogance of obviously not even bothering to read the lawsuit before you hear it. Now, maybe that's how it's supposed to work, but I don't think so. Art writes, that judge needs to be replaced and we should make sure it happens. Tina won't veto anything that's good for the people. That's why she needs to be eliminated ASAP. Well, one of the ways you help eliminate her is to urge Paige Clarkson and the Marion County Sheriff to begin a corruption investigation into her, receiving cash payments along with Ron Wyden, who facilitated it from La Mata, and from FTX. We can also urge Tina to veto House Bill 2004. Now, she can't actually. It'd be nice if she did. This is the ranked choice voting. It's a ballot referral, so she can't, she doesn't have any ability to veto it or not. Senate Bill 166, she does. This is explicitly guarantees electors the right to vote and the right to a secret ballot. It's all smoke and mirrors. You see, what they do is they restrict the amount of information that you and I can get. We can't, 
we will no longer be able to get the ballot images. They want to keep it secret, folks. Now, again, this the whole purpose of this show is to give you thoughts and ideas about how you can have persuasive conversations with persuadable people about this stuff. All these political things that matter in our lives. You know, it's it's simple. And it just boils down to this. When the legislature continues to hide, to pass laws that hide information from us, what does that tell you? That's all you need to say. And then that can lead you into a conversation further to say, I mean, do you know how your vote was counted? You know that that your ballot was received and it was counted, but do you know how it was counted? Well, this new bill makes it impossible for you to find out how your vote was counted. Don't you want to know? Since half of America doesn't think that our elections are secure because they're not. Look at the latest DMV hack. Think about it. All your data, all of your data, my data, got hacked. And yet we are led to believe that our electronic voting systems are safe and secure. SB1 gives taxpayers the opportunity to voluntarily select up to three racial or ethnic identities on their state income tax form. Senate Bill 1089 creates the Universal Health Care Board to implement ballot measure 111. Folks, this is the one. This is how they're going to roll out universal health care. House Bill 2278 authorizes pharmacists to administer vaccines to persons six months of age or older. So that means that your pharmacist can now give the shot to your kids. And uh, repeals a residency requirement, House Bill 2279, repeals a residency requirement of the Oregon Death and Dignity Act. 30 through 20 requires hospitals to screen specific specified patients rather for presumptive eligibility for financial assistance if the patient is uninsured and that they get enrolled in the state medical, just a bailout to the hospitals, folks. And it goes on and on and on. The paramilitary activity Bill Kevin Mannix voted for, 2572, is clearly unconstitutional. 2772 defines domestic terrorism and violent extremism. You can be sure this bill doesn't apply to Antifa, but will be to the Proud Boys. And you go on and on and on, folks. Let's go to a call. Caller, good morning. Your name and what's on your mind. Hey, go Ducks. Go Beavs. Didn't know it was you, but that's okay. That's weird. Uh, a couple interesting things happened over the weekend. Uh, one, we were at uh, St. Paul Radio, probably collected around a thousand signatures. Uh, people were just uh, jumping to sign the thing. All you had to do was say, "Have you signed the uh, school choice petition?" And they'd basically sign it. 
another thing, you know, I've been doing these flagways for the last couple of weeks. Um, yesterday at the very same uh, overpass, uh, Norwood overpass here in Tualatin, uh, very you know obscure road, but anyway. Yesterday, uh, a bunch of uh, Nazis were uh, waving flags up there. Oh, Looked really? Like a false flag, what were apparently. they waving flags? Yeah. Yeah, some guys in khakis, black shirts, black masks, um, and uh, waving some black flag, and said something, it said, and had a banner that said, hold on a second, uh, the banner said, White people, where is it? White white men wake up. Uh, so, so apparently no, they're paying no attention to what we're these, doing. No doubt these were the federal agents that were unmasked by the Proud Boys at that Pride celebration parade where they tried to join in with the Proud Boys. That's all that was. I'll, I'll exactly. bet you those are Fed agents literally working on Sunday. Exactly. But it's funny that they're doing it from the same one, the same uh, overpass that we had our uh, Jesus Loves Oregon uh, poster up. Good for you guys. I'm so glad that you're doing it. We need to do more of that because, it, folks, it resonates. Every, and it gets around the deep state media complex. Gary, thanks. That, I appreciate you sharing that. Go Beavs. Folks, if you thank Donald Trump, for all of these Supreme Court rulings that came out last week, barring racial preferences in admissions, overturning Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness, supporting the right for businesses, you and I as business owners, to dissent from progressive coercion. We can thank Donald Trump because none of it would have happened without it. Now, I'm there, folks. Now, can he win again? I think that is going to be determined by how this next election goes. And can we, through the electoral process, stop the stealing of it once again? Because the deep state is not going to stop, folks. Trump's the only one who will dismantle it. Nobody else will. That's my opinion. Back tomorrow on July 4th with some great stories for you from the Constitutional Convention stuff. Maybe you never heard. Be blessed today.